to another episode of No One Knows Anything. As always, it's your girl, Denise, episode 14, which is crazy. I can't believe we got up to 14 episodes, but thanks for coming back and listening. I have, I'm just going to hop right into it this week because I have one of the most interesting people in my life on the podcast this week. She's the busiest person I know, so like a real big get for your girl. And I know she works so damn hard and just gives 100% to everything she does. So I'm really excited to talk to her for a little and share her with you. Um, It's Taylor, my college roommate slash long distance, just best friend. She's the best. And Taylor like I said, is one of the most interesting people I know. Um, we met freshman year of college. We lived together in the infamous 712 apartment, <laughs> RIP, <laughs> the best apartment in the world. Um, and she's kind of just been all over the map. Like I said, Taylor is like seriously one of the closest people in, in my life. And I feel like we don't necessarily talk all the time. Maybe we don't see each other all the time, but like we can pick up where we left off and she's the best. Um, After college, she went to go work at Wink News in Fort Myers, Florida, and now she works for Cron 4 News in San Francisco, so she's your local news gal. So if you live in San Francisco, you're lucky because you get to see her on your TV all the time. Got the 411. Um, Exactly. She's she's got it for you. She's got all the info. Um, She's starting to dabble in real estate a little, which we'll get into. She is a cat mom to Oakley. And she's also like a cereal snack slash like food snatcher. (laughs) A little backstory with Taylor. If you have a snack, especially one that contains gluten, even though she has celiac disease and cannot eat gluten, (laughs) hide it. There is a a 99% chance that Taylor is going to sniff out that snack and take it from you. And I can speak from experience. And it's just one of the most endearing things about her. (laughs) It's unconditional love that you guys have for me. What an introduction, Denise. Dang. Exactly. You're one of the hardest people, hardest working people I know. One of the most driven people I know. I know. I feel like we haven't really talked about it, but like I've definitely learned a lot from you just kind of from the sidelines, seeing how hard you work. And like even through college, like you always were doing something for your career, for your future, to better yourself, to learn, to grow. You like will take in any and all information you can get. And I think it's really admirable. And I think not everyone has that quality. So Aww. it's only gotten you where you are today. And I know it's going to take you even further. We're 28 years old. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's really admirable. And I feel like I don't tell you enough. So here I am, Taylee. Oh. I look up to you a lot. Denise, thank you so much. You know, um, it's definitely all that you said. Uh, I think you you uh, said it correctly. But you know what I have a challenge with actually living in the moment and the present because I'm always going and looking ahead. Yeah. And and I can I can see as your friend, I can see that like how that you know, not that you aren't fun and like we have so much fun together and you're always willing to do things and things like that but I feel like you do you do have ton, t- kind of tunnel vision like towards the future so mm-hmm. it's really like self-aware to realize that that's something that like you got, <laughs> I would learn that, that in therapy right there yeah let's go perfect <laughs> this is a go. therapy session too I thought this was a podcast there you go it's a little bit of both this is a little catch-all episode there we go <laughs> um so I know kind of your backstory and things mm-hmm. like that, but can you kind of just explain to whoever's listening, like, did you always know you wanted to be in like news, entertainment, you wanted to kind of take 
that route? Like, was that something that was always like, that's what I'm going to do? Actually, my passion for journalism started back in high school. I just always had, um, you know, an interest in writing in things that matter in my community and, you know, figuring out ways of basically finding solutions for people and how I can help. Um, but of course, you know, I have a very goofy side, as you know. So I always knew that like something about entertainment or news, something interested me. Um, so, you know, smack right starting in senior year or junior year of high school, I was trying to get as much experience even before I went to college. I volunteered at my local um, news stations in Philadelphia. And I actually, you know, through the high school, got involved with this program. So once I got a taste of journalism, it was kind of like a bug, you know, you got a taste of it, you want more and more and more. So um, I knew right then and there that that's what I wanted to do, at least, you know, going and moving into college. So um, yeah, so it started back in high school. And then I went into Penn State, where we met the fabulous Penn State. Go State. We are. <laughs> um, yeah. And I double majored in broadcast journalism and business marketing. And from there, um, I think you said it well. Yeah, I just tried to get involved with anything and everything journalism that I could just to learn more and more and more. And because, um, you know, whatever you guys want to do, whatever it is in your life, whatever you are passionate about, it's experience that helps all of us grow and become better at what we are, what we do and what we want to become, you know. So um, that's kind of just an attitude that I've taken towards anything in life, whatever it is that um, I'm interested in, whatever it is that I'm currently focusing on. I just think experiencing and even um, mentorship is really important. So. Um, fast forward through college, you know, I don't know how deep of a dive are we going here? <laughs> I mean, it's as much as you want. I think, I think it's a, you're in a field like this journalism field that a lot of people, sometimes it can seem like unattainable. I think yeah. when you see things that are like, oh, it's on TV and it's like yeah. the glamour, things like that. Okay. I feel like a lot of people feel like they can't do it. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you said, it's hard to get into mm -hmm. and it, it, sometimes it is it's valid in thinking that it's unattainable. Yeah. And I think you have to have the mindset, like you just said, you have to truly love it. You have to be all in. You have to be willing to sacrifice things. I know in college a lot, like you were at the radio station a lot and mm -hmm. there are things that you miss out on. And, yeah. you know, if we couldn't find Taylor, you were at the radio station. <laughs> okay. you, were, you know what I mean? You were doing so, things like that. So. Okay, cool. So I can, yeah, I'll, um, I'll jump into it like out of college and kind of like when I started getting my full experience. Perfect. Okay, cool. So yeah, you know, uh, since college, I've been just trying to get all experiences and any experiences to get me to where I wanted to be. I just always had a passion for it. So um, of course, that meant getting the internships, applying for all internships, trying to find connections to get the internships. And that eventually led me to, you know, at the time, my dream job. I mean, right out of college, I moved to Florida and, you know, who wouldn't want to move from when you're stuck in the snow, walking to class, uh, getting, you know, frostbite on your face, it feels like, to moving down to sunny Florida. And that's where I started my journalism career. And I was there for three years and moved out to San Francisco. Um, but something I learned throughout this whole process is, you know, people have this misconception about news 
Um, and they might think that it's just somebody standing in front of a camera and whether it's a man, a male or female, just looking pretty and reading words. But, uh, for all listeners out there, I want them to know that is not what it is at all. Let me first tell you and break down those stereotypes. It's not what goes on. I mean, you do have a pretty face. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. Thanks, Nice. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Actually, when you see, it depends on really what city you're working in. But um, most of the time, actually, right now, I do my own videography. So I don't work with a camera person. I shoot my own video. I write my own stuff. I edit my own stuff. And I even do my own live shots. So, you know, people will show up and be like, where's your camera person? I'll be like, you're looking at them right you're here, at her. right here. Um, which, you know, a lot of people go into this field not realizing that this is the reality because the industry has definitely changed. But um, it's been a journey. It's taken me places and I've covered things and met people that I would have never expected. And I've learned a lot from the people that I've just, you know, even worked with and told their stories. It's, it's one of those things like, I show up on your, sometimes I show up on your worst day, but other times I show up on your best day and you see yeah. people throughout all the waves of their life. And yeah. it's just such and a learning experience. it makes you experience. a more interesting and more dynamic person because you're experiencing things that you, in any other job, really, you wouldn't be experiencing. You wouldn't be covering the things that you're covering or talking to the people that you're talking to. Yeah. And it, you know, it's been so rewarding, but at the same time, sense, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice that comes with it, right? Um, it's missing the fam, the Toon Squad holiday parties, you know, <laughs> it's it's missing out on holidays, even with family, and it's missing birthdays and big events and stuff, um, because the news never stops. So on holidays, where can you find me? Well, you can find me either on the streets covering the news or at the station, <laughs> Um yeah, so that that's you know that's one of the biggest sacrifices. And right now, I'm living on the other side of the country. Right now, I'm missing family. So yeah, you know, and I think that's something that I learned from you too. Like I didn't know anything about journalism, all this until we became friends. Until I met you, and it's like you don't just get to like, oh, you lived in you know Philly area. It's not like, oh yeah, I'll just get a job in Philly or New York City. It mm-hmm. doesn't work like that. Like no. you go where the job is, and you go like where the market's the highest and where it makes sense for you. Then to like build your career from there you're not gonna and especially a person like you who has this mindset who's so driven like you're not just gonna settle to be close to you know family and friends as nice as that would be like that you know from a job and career standpoint was not the the next step yeah so you had to make sacrifices and really I I made the analogy a few episodes back like you were just kind of a shot out of a cannon we all kind of were out of college and landed wherever it made sense for you and it was Florida and now San Francisco and who knows where Who next? knows? The rest is still to be unwritten. But yeah, it's it's kind of like I think a lot of people can re- relate, though, when you're just starting out and whether you're in year four, year two, year five, whatever you are in your job, um, you never know where it's going to lead you. But you kind of need to go wherever you can get the most experience. And uh, with journalism, you know, same thing. You got to start at the bottom of the totem pole, start in those smaller cities and work your way up to the bigger cities where uh, you get a more exposure. So um right. Yeah, and it's the people who are willing to make those sacrifices that go places. Yeah, like you're willing to to put in that work and make those sacrifices now because you know in the long run it's going to pay off. Yeah, yeah, and it's just yeah, and just staying motivated. You got to you know keep going and remember what the end goal is and remember what the dream is and keep going. Oh, 
You should do a TED talk. <laughs> I'd be like you talking really, about I, a million different things at once because my brain's always. I mean that in all serious. That. I mean in all seriousness though. Like I think it's really admirable that we're not old. We're 27, 28 years old. We are not old by any means. But I think you have always just had such a work ethic and such a drive and such like a mentality and mindset to like do the best you can to the best of your ability, no matter what it takes. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're always able to say like to know that it's going to only help you in the future. And I think a lot of people can't think like that. And I think you should yeah. give yourself a lot of credit because it's Aww. a really good quality that you have. <laughs> Thanks, see, You know, as, as, as serious as people that don't know me as serious as I sound, I am the least bit of serious <laughs> of a person. Like, trust me, work hard, play harder, everybody. Okay. Because yeah, Taylor, <laughs> Taylor does play hard. <laughs> you got to, you got to, we all got to keep saying here, you know, you got to take care of yourself too. And, and remember, like I said, in the beginning of this, you know, um, the biggest thing that I struggle with is because I'm always looking ahead. I need to live in the present and, you know, be thankful for what I have right now. And I'm, of course, for the friendships that I've made and, you know, value those. And when you have time with those people, make sure you cherish them. Mic drop. <laughs> Just mic drop. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> you heard it here oh, first. my God. Um, so you, you have this, like, great news career you're you know you're passionate about it you love journalism you have you know for the greater part of 10 years now that it's been your life since high school which is makes that makes us sound old that we've been out of high school for 10 years but the 10 year reunions are coming up (laughs) it's just I can't even think about it um but you are also starting to kind of dabble a little into real estate and just kind of exploring Mm -hmm. options and opening horizons and like you said just like learning about different Mm -hmm fields and things like that. So can you talk a little bit about why real estate, how, like, how did that how it all happen? come to be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think for many people, you know, during the pandemic, I think, you know, of course we're still in it, but I think for the better first half, the first year, I think the pandemic really made a lot of us um, prioritize and realize what's important to us, right? And, you know, I love journalism, as I mentioned, but I also realized that my family, my friends and my people that are on another coast, like that's also very important to me. And I just wanted to, you know, uh, I have always had interests in real estate. I just want to keep options open. You know, it's, it's never, you never know where life will take you. So um, something that I've always been interested in, this actually kind of started out of a COVID pandemic project. Um, I think everybody kind of like either tuned into podcasts or learned off of YouTube. It's like, what can I do in my free time while I'm yeah. home, right? So I, I first picked up learning and starting my Amazon business, which, you know, I still do that just for fun because it's cool. It was like cool to like learn how to start out and get a product. Yeah. And you're always learning. You are always, I'm always learning. learning. So that was, you know, interesting to kind of see how that whole process works. And I still do it for fun. But I realized that maybe it's not exactly what, you know, a long-term thing. And I was like, well, you know, what have I always been interested in? Something that, you know, despite what we're seeing through the pandemic, there are all these different like market and economy changes. What does well? And real estate is one of those things. And um, I just started looking and researching a bunch of people that I looked up to and a lot of people that I admired and thought were inspirations. A lot of them were happened to be in real estate, you know. Um, the thing I like about it is whatever you put into it or 
uh, you know, your hard work, it doesn't have a cap to your earning potential, right? And a lot of the jobs, the nine to fives, we're all running on that, on that wheel of that rat race. Mm-hmm. Constantly oh, you're preaching. On that I'm wheel. on a school pay scale. Wait, I, yeah. I'm not getting a bonus for hard work. I'm yeah. preaching to the choir on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're all um, in this rat race that we go to school and learn that like, you're going to go to school, you're going to get into debt, and then you're going to get a job that's still going to take several years to pay off that debt. And like, you're going to learn how to be a good hard worker for somebody else's dream, right? Because that's what we're all doing. If if you work for another company, you're building somebody else's dream, right? Even if you're a top performing, and maybe you're happy doing that. That's right. cool. Good for you because it's less stress sometimes. But if you have the dream of being an entrepreneur or being your own business owner, it doesn't matter what age you are. You're never too old to start, you know, and uh, this is real estate stuff is what I wanted to start and try on my own on the side. And, um, you know, I just started it three months ago, uh, started my own business. It's, um, you know, basically I help source properties for some of my partners and some, um, investors who do flips and, it's been a wild ride. I'll tell you, I yeah. did the same thing I did with college. You know, I found who is performing the most, who is doing the best in this industry right now? Who do I look up to? And I kind of, you know, absorbed all their content. And then I, you know, paid for a mentorship. I'm in a mentorship coaching program because the best way is to learn through other people. So, you know, I have a coaching call every week. I have a program to go through and through that, just taking chances and working hard, I won a trip out in Phoenix and I just like studied and shadowed some of the best in the business. That was just kind of like mind blowing. Like my brain is still kind of sizzling all everything I've learned. Hours in the day. <laughs> you know what I've learned from people that do real estate and they start it on part time? Time blocking. It's actually yeah. one of the most efficient ways to get things done. So instead of like saying, I'll wake up at this time and I'll do this, you know, you don't commit yourself to it. So if you like get your schedule down, you know, put it on your computer, do like a Google map, uh, not a Google map. I don't know what I want. Calendar. We're not going anywhere. Get, get a Google calendar and time block. Like I commit yourself to, I'm going to wake up at this time every day and I'm going to work on this, you know, activity, whether it's building your business, it's a money-making activity, whatever it is, I'm going to work on that for however many hours before I go to work. And, you know, a lot of people sometimes will have excuses of why they can't do things. But the reality is, you know, you work 40 hours a week. If we do math here, you still have a lot of hours left in the week. And it's just where you choose to allocate those hours and how you choose to allocate your time. Right? Exactly. And you're choosing to just work your ass off, which is... (laughs) You really, but like in I think the I'm best gonna way go crazy possible. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Which you might, but like you said, you're aware that you need to live in the present a little more. Everything's a learning curve. I think I was talking with um, Rooks and Brian a few episodes back, our New Year's episode, and they were just like, you know, you have to just, everything's a learning curve and you figure it out as you go. And we're at this really weird like turning point in our lives, our, this late 20s approaching 30 kind of thing. And you just realize what's important to you and how you want to live your life. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's what you're doing and it's and it's really cool. I'm anything that you do, you are the type of person that anything you do, you are going to find success whether it is monetary or, you know what I mean, like no matter how it comes, anything that you work towards is not going to be 
a failure in any way. You are always going to get something oh. out of the work that you put into it. You really yeah. are. You're just, it's it's just, true. You're just that type of person. But no, no, you know, it's not just true for me. I think it's true for everybody because you know what? I even have, like I said, I've been doing this for three months and I know some people that have sec- success right off the bat. I'll tell you like, you know, I, I've gotten discouraged. Like I'm kind of beating myself out. Like what the hell am I doing here? Right? Like I'm putting so much time into this and um, days where I'm like, damn, I need a drink after today. But <laughs> But you know, like, um, I, I, I just think that no matter what your path is, if you continue to the goal and you continue to work hard, not nothing is a failure because no one succeeds at first, right? You got to fail a couple times before you get it right, and that's I'm kind of doing that right now. You know, I'm kind of like, what's broken in my system right now? What do I need to fix? And yeah. I think I think that applies to anybody. Like, it, you know, the expectation isn't that you're going to succeed at first. But the expectation is when you, if or when you do fail, get back up and keep going. Because if you continue to do that, you will eventually figure it out and succeed. And of course, if you surround yourself with supportive people and mentorship, or you seek out that information from someone who's willing to help you, like, you're going to be okay. You're going to do all yeah. right. The, the people who keep going are the ones who make it out in the end, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's testing you, like, you know, like, the universe is testing you and I'm not like a yeah. spiritual or crazy person like that, but not that that's crazy. I just meant like, I don't yeah. say, I don't you say don't only things it. happen for, yeah, I don't live by like, if I am manifesting this, so it's just going to happen for me. Like, no, yeah. like you need to put in the work to make it happen. You know? Exactly. So everyone makes, you can't rely on the sun and the stars for everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, um, so. if you keep going, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. I love that quote. That's a good one. Funny how that yeah. works out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so something that I've been doing that I've actually been liking, and I think people have been liking it too, is this little thing called tell me your tops. Um, because I like when people just like rank arbitrary things. I think it's really interesting. So okay. we'll start off um, by kind of bringing it back to the conversation we have, then we'll do a little fun one. So if you could give your top three tips to someone who's looking to get into the journalism, news, TV, entertainment sphere, what would be your top three tips for them? Okay. That's a good one. Well, um, I think I've touched on some of these, but um, say yes to any and all opportunities you get because you never know where that opportunity or that connection is going to lead you because I'll tell you, it's about every business. It's networking, right? So I say you got to say yes to all and any opportunities. And if anything, you know, education has a price to it, whether it's, you know, your time or your efforts, but you, you got to do all you can to learn. Right. So say yes. That's a good one. Say yes. And then, okay. So top three, two. Yep. Um, when the going gets tough, continue to push through. Um, you can even have people in your life. Like I know right now when I told my parents, I'm like, I'm going to start this real estate business on the side. (laughs) They're like, okay, here you come with another one of your great ideas. What are you doing now? And I'm, and you know, like, of course you're going to have people that doubt you or people that are kind of like looking at you like you're crazy. But, um, like I said, when the going gets tough, you keep going as long as you believe in it and you know, you can make it happen, just continue. And there's going to be things I'm trying to make this relatable to everybody, but it's true. Like in any job that you have, there's always going to be things that can get discouraging or things that beat you down. But at the end of the day, remember 
where you're going and what you have your eyes set on because this is just one bad day of many more good ones that are to come. Right. It's a bad day, not a bad life. That's what I tell myself. Hey, I like that. That's one of my favorites. use that one. It's just a bad day. It's not a bad life. I like that one. All right. So we have... Go ahead. Number three. Wrap it up. No, wrap it up, Dee. Let's hear it. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, always say yes. Kind of like have this go-getter attitude and just keep going. And then what would the third one be? Third one would be... I'd say... um, for television specifically and news entertainment, get a mentor, um, find someone whose work you really admire. And maybe, maybe you can't, you know, shadow Anderson Cooper because he's maybe not the most attainable, but maybe, you know, find someone in your local market or find somebody, um, that might live nearby and search kind of in different forums, but nonetheless, find a mentor and, when you come to them, you know, uh, how you can find the right mentor and make the relationship more successful or more likely to be able to pick their brain, find out how you can bring them value. So don't just say, hey, um, do you have an hour of your time? I just want to get all the information from you. Like, see in ways how you can provide them value, whether it's, you know, making their day easier, bringing them story ideas, um, offer them to take them to lunch. Um, how can you provide value and make the relationship reciprocal. Everyone has something to offer. You got to figure out what you have to offer and bring it forward. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. Those are good ones. I'm telling you. <laughs> the TED talk is writing itself. <laughs> okay. Hey, all right. Let's look back. Maybe uh, 10 years from now. I'll Perfect. have to figure we'll it out. year plan. Yeah. I'll have it figured out. But as we know, no one knows anything. Oh, mic drop. Bring us out. No, um, we're going to get into a little bit of a fun one to, to kind of get to know you while we wrap this up. Um, like I said, Taylor has celiacs, but she's also like a snack fiend and doesn't really <laughs> care if things have gluten in them. She will eat them. Um, Hide all the so snacks. If you had to, exactly. You do love snacks. Um, if you had to give a, t- a quick top five, like favorite, either gluten-free or just regular snacks, because I know you don't really discriminate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no discrimination A quick here. top five. What would they be? <laughs> I know you can agree with me on this one. I mean, how many pretzel bags went missing in the apartment? Oh, my. Gluten-free pretzels, y'all. They're the best. Yep, because they tasted better, and they would go missing within one day. I wouldn't even open them, and Taylor would come home drunk from the bar and eat all of my pretzels. They'd be done. They'd be gone. Yep. And I'd leave probably a trail crumb to my bedroom. (laughs) Yep, sounds about right. Yeah, those are delicious, and 10 out of 10 would recommend. I know you would, too. Oh, yeah, they're the, Just, bo- the best. <laughs> 10 out of 10 recommend not bringing them around me as well. Exactly. Um, <laughs> this is one that I had a bad instance with, but I think that they are delicious snacks. Um, fat bitch sandwiches. Oh. Do you remember that one time in the elevator? Well, when I brought back um, all the goodies for everybody. <laughs> how could I forget? How could I forget? Fat bitch sandwich for anyone who doesn't know is they have them at Rutgers. They also have them at Penn State. I'm sure they have them everywhere, but it's a sandwich and it has like chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, French fries, cheddar cheese, like cheese, ketchup. It's disgusting a as a 20 year old thinking about it. But as a drunk 21 year old, there's nothing better in your life than a fat bitch sandwich. It's full Absolutely. of gluten and Taylor doesn't seem to give a shit. So, mm-hmm. Yep. I'd pay for it the next <laughs> she day. She dove right in. <laughs> 
Um, those sandwiches. And let's see, number three, um, pizza, too. I mean, Ugh. another one of those that were, glut- were not gluten-free and I did not care. Sometimes I would nope. just pull the cheese off of it so I could make it gluten-free. Yep. And so she would just eat cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and moral of that story. Yeah, you know what, Denise? You know what I've just realized? Just eat the cheese, people. Just eat the cheese, people. I've gotten very, uh, you know, I've improved my snacking habits as I've gotten Good. older. I really have. I'm glad. I, I mostly eat gluten-free as is, and I don't keep it in the house. So I won't eat it. <laughs> yeah. It was just the brief stint in that apartment. That apartment had no rules. That's why. No. I mean, it was there senior was year of college. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, senior year of college. Let's get wild. Let's eat gluten. Let's go. <laughs> let's, if you don't think I'm putting that on merch, let's get wild. <laughs> let's eat gluten. You're wrong. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, that's great. <laughs> oh, my God. I like that. You know, I might need to get one of those T-shirts. Like oh, crazy I'll night send coming you ahead. Let's get wild. Let's oh. eat gluten. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> get crazy. It's my new get life wild. mantra. Now that Jersey Shore is playing in the back of my head, the theme song. Oh, perfect. I'm your Jersey girl, so it works out. Let's go. Fist bump it. It's for the people. That, um, even though you can't see us, we're literally fist bumping right we're now. We're fist pumping. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So we have gluten-free pretzels, fat fish sandwiches, pizza. If you had to come up with two two more snacks, like two of your top snacks, what would you pick? Until recently, this is really lame, but like I actually really like it because my girlfriend's introduced it to me. Cucumbers. Cucumbers. Taylor, I love cucumbers. They're so good. (laughs) You could do so many things with them, whether it's soy sauce and like everything bagel seasoning or like, I don't know, just dressing. It's just so good. It's so refreshing. Yeah, wow. Like a rabbit. I know. <laughs> I told you, with maturity, right? Get healthier no, snacks. No, I'm, I'm pro. This is a pro cucumber podcast. Okay, pro cucumbers. Okay, cool. Perfect. <laughs> All right, round us out with a fifth one. All right, let's see. Fifth one. You know what? This isn't a snack, but this is just one of my favorite foods that gluten-free or not, if you put it in front of me, I'm going to have to eat it. Blueberry muffins. Yum, Taylor. Right? Great call. I know. There's something about it. It's just like, I love a good muffin. Like, <laughs> Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> that should also be on a shirt. I love a good I muffin. Love a good, that'll be on the oh back of the let's get wild, let's eat gluten. And then be like, who, <laughs> loves, who doesn't love a blueberry muffin? <laughs> Amazing. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome. I'm so happy that you got to share even a little bit of your you have so much more wisdom in that brain of yours you're gonna have to come back on um and i'm just you're just the best and i think this is such an interesting perspective that i hope a lot of people like and you're just you're the best i can't say enough good things about you so if you want to hear um more great episodes if you want to get a little teaser of this episode i mean i guess it wouldn't be of this episode because you're listening to this right now but if you want to get teasers for upcoming episodes there's the words denise um you can follow the podcast on instagram at no one knows underscore pod for more information updates support the podcast um rate me five stars apple podcasts um every thursday spotify and apple it's uploaded i'm also on this week's episode of it's wednesday my dude so make sure you go over there check that out too it was released yesterday. So go ahead, check that out. Um, It's a great episode. Taylor, thank you again. 
Thank you so much, Denise. I hope I gave you everything that I hope I stayed on track no. here. I went off track. <laughs> no, this that, this was awesome. That's you know what? This is a podcast about nothing, and it's a podcast about everything, and no one knows. Oh, anything. I like and that. Yeah, it is what it is. Exactly. So yeah. again, every Thursday, Apple and Spotify. Thanks for the continued support of the podcast, and I will talk to you again next week.